Ladies and gents, I'll project. Ladies and gents, can you please welcome to the stage to conduct the Q&A from the Irish Independent Paul Whittington and the director Cedric Clapiche. Hi everyone, uh, thank you Cedric for coming to, to speak with us um, uh, and congratulations on the, on the film. Um, I, I want to talk to you in a minute about where your idea for it came from but you're maybe not the biggest fan of social media. <laughs> no, it's not true. Uh, no, in fact I, I like them. The thing is, uh, uh, I, I said that recently that I like wine and wine is dangerous, and uh, so it's the same thing. It's I think it's a question of dose, and uh, if it's too much, if you're addicted to it, then it's complicated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, so wh wh where did the, the the main idea come from then, in terms of the, the the two characters who live beside each other and keep missing each other in the night? Um, I think I uh, at the very beginning I wanted to to tell a simple story. So I, I asked myself what 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 would be a simple story, and I. I had this um, idea, and that's why I didn't, I couldn't speak to you before the, the movie, because the idea came from the last scene. So the first idea is the last scene, and uh, I was wondering, is it possible to tell a story where the two main characters meet in in the last shot? You know, so uh, so that's really it was it was a challenge. It was a challenge, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. Uh, and um, and. When I worked with my uh, scriptwriter in the, the in the first weeks, every week we said to each other, "Okay, it's not going to work. It's really impossible." And then after maybe three weeks, uh, we said, "Oh, maybe maybe it's possible." And we worked on it. And and the more we worked, the more we were excited about that idea. And it, it, that was really w the the the, uh, the desire and the challenge to really make work that idea. The the a strong theme in the film is the idea that um, you know technology and progress runs away with itself, but doesn't always serve uh, the human beings who are mm. using it very well. No, it's true. It's it's um, uh, when I started to work on the on the on the project, the idea, the other idea was to really speak about today and and what to describe what what is modern and. Uh, what is what has changed in uh, in uh, Paris today, and when I look at the modernity, I realize that modernity creates coldness or uh, uh, a certain kind of uh, cold relationship between people, which is strange because, you know, you have that in the movie with uh, robots, you know, that um, uh, goes to the where you work, you know, you can you can have robots replacing people, uh, you have algorithm who are choosing for you what you're supposed to like. Uh, you have application who help you uh, uh, to find uh, people. And uh, uh, so it's, it's strange how all those devices um, don't create communication and warmness. So the, the whole movie is based on the fact that there's a big difference between what the how do you call that, l'épicier? The, the, the grocer. The grocer. Uh, you know, what he does, he says, okay, you're going to like this rice or you're going to like this uh, pasta sauce. Uh, and uh, it's completely opposite to what um, algorithm will tell you about what you, you, you like. So 
uh, I think that at one point, you know, uh, modernity and uh, and social media and everything that uh, that is new with technology brings something cold and something against humanity. Yeah, there's something very appealing about the the the, the, the grocer because the way he comes over and says, "No, no, that's not for you." But in a way, he's trying to sell you something more expensive. But in another way. He knows them. He talks to them, yeah. and it's a total contrast to the, you know, to the world of social media. Yeah, because I didn't want to say that he's nicer than uh, <laughs> than the uh, algorithm. You know, he's he's selling something. So, but he's more, he's more he's more charming than an algorithm. Right. Yeah. And they're both um, in different ways a little bit damaged and a little bit. Uh, th- their self-esteem is 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 very low, so there is this idea that uh, that people always say it's a bit of a cliche that in order to love someone else you have to love yourself first, but it's probably true. Yes, well, in this case, yes, the, it was also a challenge to start the the story with two people who don't feel good and they're depressed uh, at the beginning of the story, and uh, uh, for us with my scriptwriter we. We also were wondering, is it possible to hold an audience during two hours with depressed people? <laughs> uh, and uh, and um, it's, it's, it was complicated to, to face that and to, to, uh, to be truthful with that because they really don't, you know, as you said, you know, they have a problem with uh, self-esteem and, uh, and uh, they are not confident and uh, they, they have to learn something about themselves. But it's true that in that story, uh, it's obvious that they can't be in love or they can't have a positive relationship with someone else if they don't solve their own problems first. Mm. So, so that that was also one of the main ideas. Yeah. yeah, it's almost, I don't know if reassuring is the right word, but it is almost reassuring to see that um, people take stupid pictures of themselves and post them on, on, on social media sites uh, looking as they think at their most attractive. That happens there too, does it? You get this... Uh, sense uh, that people have almost forgotten how to just meet each other. It's true. Mm. Yeah, no. Uh, I think that uh, for everyone who uses uh, Facebook, or uh, you know that a Facebook friend is different from a, a friend. Uh, <laughs> there's a slight difference, and that slight difference is really about. It's, it's complicated to 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 explain what is the difference. It's just that you know someone, you've met someone. Uh, um, you know, and the, it's just the difference between when you like a picture and, you know, uh, the, the, the guys that she chose on, on Tinder, um, they're really nice looking and she really is interested by, by them. But then when you meet she them, hates them yeah. <laughs> you know, either they can be really boring or like the guy she sleeps with uh, at the end is nice, but it's clearly someone... Yeah. Where she's never going to fall in love with no. him, with him, but he's got nice pictures. He's really nice. He's really uh, attractive, and uh, so when you meet someone, it's more than liking a picture that you need. Yeah, yeah. There's there's also this maybe idea. Uh, I mean, he, he he's from the countryside, from uh, from the Auvergne somewhere, isn't it? And and he's he's uh, uh, he has that problem already in the in the city. There's the old theme of being eaten up by the big city and. Mm. Uh, I love the idea that, that because of the way their balconies are situated that they never actually see each other. No, it's, it's the situation in a city where um, 
Uh, you know this uh, an application, uh, it's called Happen, that's the, the, the one that they use, uh, it's not Tinder, it's Happen. And in that application, they tell you, because they f you, you give your, uh, your um, I don't know how it's called, uh, the, the GPS that you have, and then you see that this person, you've met that person, you've crossed that person seven times or ten times, and so the application is related on the fact that you don't know each other, but you live in the same neighborhood and you, you might know the, that person. So it's really about city life, about what it is in a city, but I like what he says about the fact that he lives in the countryside and that for him is breathing you know, when he's in the city because yeah. what he says about being anonymous in a city, because it's, it's very different when you're alone in the countryside in a deserted uh, place and when you're alone in a place where you have a million people around you. So it's the same feeling, the feeling of uh, feeling lonely, but uh, how you experience it is very different. And uh, I like what he says about being anonymous, because I think I, I'm Parisian, I love Paris, and I love the fact that I'm anonymous in my city, and uh, that people don't know me, and uh, mm -hmm. so I think it's a freedom not yeah. to be known. Yeah, uh, it, it, it made me think a little bit, the film, about uh, the consequences of capitalism uh, as well, and uh, even his dream about the robots reminded me of Modern Times, the, mm -hmm. the Charlie Chaplin film. There's something at play there, I think, as well, isn't there? Uh, of course, no, no, it was really conscious uh, for me to uh, refer myself to, to Modern Times, because it's an... It's, it's the same story, it's the same as modern times, but it was in the 30s or... Uh, uh, yeah, 30s, you're right. I think. 30s, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the fact that you can feel a slave in, uh, in a work, and it's a step further in the fact that uh, robots really take place in, the, uh, in uh, huge warehouses, uh, uh, Amazon warehouses, or you do have robots who are replacing people or in my uh, supermarket in front of my uh, uh, house in Paris, uh, they, they, they uh, got rid of the cashiers uh, yeah. last year, so it was strange. Mm. Like 10 cashiers disappeared and you, and you uh, scan uh, uh, code bars. Uh, so, so, so that's you know, the way things change today. Yeah. It's called progress, I believe. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, now, we, we, we'll take some questions from the audience <coughs> if anybody would like to ask Cédric a question. Everybody, don't be shy. There we are. Well, go ahead. I think people, so far I went to, uh, to Spain and, uh, and uh, Belgium and um, so I haven't seen that many countries so far. But uh, in Spain I was surprised that they react the same way and, um, and um, the, the only thing is that, you know, every time people see a movie, uh, you compare it to your, to your own life. So you compare it to who you are and, and of course what, it, what is different is pro probably there's a touristic thing that I don't know about. Like you see Paris, you know, for Parisians they see their city and for you you see uh, 
uh, picture of Paris. Uh, so, so this is different, you know, because uh, I know that Parisians always said that they're glad to see a, a film that looks like their city, which was really nice for me because uh, it's a very staged movie in a sense. You know, it was uh, shot in a sound stage. The two apartments are made. Uh, uh, so, so what I wanted was that I wanted the audience to feel it's realistic, but I wanted to really control the aesthetic and then the way it's staged in, uh, throughout the film. So I was glad that the stylization of the movie didn't um, um, didn't erase the the, real, the reality of the of the city. So I was glad that that Parisians said it looked like like Paris, like today's Paris. Yeah, and you you perhaps you deliberately avoided there are no big landmarks, there are no you know it's it's mm. it's ordinary streets and, right. and so forth. Yeah, yeah, because it's really as you said as you saw it's. It's about simplicity. It's about going to the pharmacy, going to the to the grocery store, and the uh, the problems you, you have in your work, the problems you have you with your family. I, it was also very uh, intentional with my scriptwriter and, and I to to not fancy things. It's really about real life and about dull things of real life. Anyone else? Yeah, right up the back there in the white. Uh... Bonsoir, Cédric. Bonsoir. Did you find uh, your new Roman Duris with uh, François Cédric? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no. <laughs> uh, no, it's the second movie I make with uh, François Civil. Uh, and I've made seven movies with uh, Armand Duris. Um, but I'm not looking if, to replace him. So, <laughs> you have to be careful there. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I just spoke with Romain a few, few days ago about that because uh, he's asked you know, the same thing in, in his interviews and uh, so we have to, to say the same thing. Uh, but uh, no, um, actually I may work with Romain in the next movie, uh, and, um, and uh, it, it's, really, it's really about the age that I chose uh, François Civil. It was the same thing in uh, Sokinouli, the last movie, where he was uh, 26, I think, and now he's uh, 29. Today, 29. Uh, so it's more... This movie was important to talk about people who were around 30 years old. So uh, Anna and Francois are around 30, and uh, and it was really to talk about this new generation um, who's related to Tinder, which is really not what happened in my generation, obviously. You could use digital de-aging with uh, Roman Juris, couldn't you? You could uh, have him play 20-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's expensive, yeah. I believe. There's a, uh, there's a question in the middle there. <coughs> Home, that's where I recognized home 
So I was just wondering why did you shut all those things because I didn't catch what it was. I was just wondering from why you think it's close to home or not at all. It was shot in the Alps, in uh, Isère, an, uh, an hour away from Grenoble. And uh, it's, uh, the village is called La Grave. It's a ski place. And, uh, and uh, it's supposed to be the, the, the most beautiful cemetery in France. So that's, that's where we went there. So is it, is, it, is it close to home? No. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good. Yes, uh, the lady in the middle there with the glasses. Yep. My compliments on a wonderful film. I've re really enjoyed it, but I think that the psychotherapy community will be indebted to you because you really do give a great profile for the benefits of psychotherapy, and I'd like to know what motivated that strong agenda for a psychotherapy in the film. So. Uh, my mother is a psychoanalyst, uh, and okay. the two parents of my scriptwriters are, are psychotherapists. So, uh, so that's also uh, a starting point when we started to write the, the story, uh, because we wanted to speak about the two loneliness or the problems that the two had. We said it's going to be convenient to to use therapists, so we know what's in their mind, or we have. Uh, connection to their intim intimacies through the, the therapy. So that was the, the idea about using that. And also, I think that, you know, what, what I said about my mother is, uh, is important because she's uh, retired now. And uh, when, she, when she retired, she said to me, I don't know if it was useful. And I, I knew that that sentence really uh, um, uh, had an echo in me. And I think that, you know what, the scenes about uh, uh, François Berléand, the psychoanalyst in the, in the movie, when he says, I don't know if I was useful, you know, it, it's really related to that. It's about people who help other people. And uh, so it was really a, a big issue in the movie to say, to do like an advertisement about that, you know, to say it is useful. And, uh, and to talk about yourself and to look what's bothering you. It's not about being crazy, it's not about solving uh, a big um, uh, psycho, uh, uh, psychologic um, problems. It's about talking to people and uh, relating, to, uh, relating to each other. So, so for me it was a big issue in the movie, yeah. yeah. Was it? I think the fact is extremely well built, um, very complex but very realistic and not at all cliché. So, like, I mean, those two characters, but also the psychoanalyst. So I was wondering if you had to work with some, you know. No, it's true that probably Santiago Amigorena, my scriptwriter, was more accurate about finding the right words to to have them speak and. But it was important for us not to be cliché with that, because we had to resume to, uh, because, you know, very important things are said, but it's an hour and a half or an hour and 50 minutes, the movie. So we had to really uh, condense everything. So that is fake, because sometimes, you know, you can uh, go to that point in 10 years or in 15 years. So, so this is fake. Yeah, right. So, so that was the idea to fake that uh, that uh, time and uh, that 
they, they go a little quicker than usually. But, um, but what they say and what, what's, uh, what, exper what experience uh, can be true. So, uh, and uh, we spoke with um, different uh, psychotherapists before the movie. And uh, we chose their problems with what they told us. Uh, like um, we, had, we had this idea about the, the, um, the little sister because one of the therapists told us about um, a guy who, who was uh, in love with a girl when he was 10 years old and, and that girl uh, died. And so we, we, we thought it was a great idea to use how something far away from you can really uh, strike you and, and, uh, and create a problem. And we thought it was even stronger if it was not a lover but your sister. Uh, so we started with that and, and we asked him what, what is uh, the reason why people uh, go um, see you. And uh, he said self-confidence is probably the most common problem. So we decided to, to deal with that with her and, and to, to use the fact that the separation of her um, uh, parents brought the, the lack of confidence. So, so it's really through the documentation that we, uh, that we decided to, to tell that story about the two characters. Go ahead. Yep. Sorry? This story? No, I think that, it, but the thing is, you know, I made uh, L'Auberge Espagnole and I, uh, when people said, will you continue, I said no. And uh, you know what happened. Uh, so, um, so be careful with what I'm saying. Uh, but in this movie, I think it would be a bad idea to continue because I think that uh, the end is really about the story you make up. And I think it would be a bad idea for me to continue the, the, the movie because uh, I don't know what's going to happen uh, <laughs> after, after that dance. Uh, yeah, uh, this could, would be the last question. Thank you. Hi, um, I think one of your best characters was the 100-year-old woman mm -hmm. and the call center. <laughs> Um, another movie like about that generation because I think her character was fantastic. Yes, uh, <laughs> um, you know she was in. I, I realized that uh, she, uh, she was in six of my movies. That that, that lady, <laughs> and uh, she was a f uh, an extra in the first movies, and then uh, and then she had a big role in uh, When the Cat's Away. She was the main character, and uh, and then like we started a relationship, an important relationship, the, and, uh, and she died after the movie, and uh, so I went to the, to the burial, to the funeral. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, it's, it was strange with, with friends that knew her and with her family, because, because I realized then that I spent uh, many years you know, working with her, and, uh, and she's such a character. So it's hard to find someone like her. You know, she started to act at 77. 
Wow. And uh, wow. so, uh, for if you have young actors here, <laughs> be optimistic. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to take time, but uh, you, you can make it. Um, no, and and it's it was really great the relationship with her because she brings you know as you said a uh, topic about the mix of generation and that she was really great uh, about that because she she was really great really yeah. Well, thanks everybody for your questions and thanks very much, Cedric, uh, for being here with Thank us. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>